and that turmeric has hundreds of other compounds, again, that all work synergistically together. There was one I just read about, AR tumorone, that's actually been shown in vitro, like in um, a cell and also in like in a Petri dish and also in the body to help brain cells regenerate. And they've also done research with curcumin-free turmeric. So they took out that really powerful compound and see, do does this have still benefits all of its own? And in fact, it does. It showed some anti-cancer and anti-inflammatory benefits, even without the curcumin. And so again, I just want to kind of harp on that food as medicine. You can get one isolated compound, which is curcumin, or you can get the full spectrum and the food that is the tumor complex. Welcome to Living 4D with Paul Check. Today, Paul is talking with the co-founder of Paleo Valley and Wild Pastures, Autumn Smith. Autumn holds a master's in holistic nutrition and is a certified eating psychology coach as well as a certified FDN practitioner. Her passion for health began with her own struggles with irritable bowel syndrome and anxiety. Despite a career as a professional dancer and celebrity fitness trainer, Autumn's own health was in shambles. She stumbled upon the paleo diet in 2011 and within a month of beginning it, her health was completely transformed. Autumn then made it her mission to share the information she had learned with as many people as possible and launched Paleo Valley, an organic whole food supplement and paleo snack food company that prioritizes nutrient density and food quality. Have you ever met a wise woman that is so beautiful, intelligent, and captivating that she just mesmerizes you and you find yourself wide-eyed and listening to her every word? Well, today you get to spend a couple of highly informative hours with one of those rare gems that is a living example of what a woman and mother can be and what happens when we turn our own health challenges into opportunities to heal and help the world heal. Enjoy learning a lot about the miracles of food as medicine and nutrition as well as farming and more. Autumn Smith is the founder of Paleo Valley, and I'm proud to have her as a sponsor of Living 4D with Paul Check and all of you. I hope you enjoy this fascinating, informative conversation. All right, everybody. Welcome to Living 4D with Paul Check. Today, I have an amazing guest for you. She's a highly intelligent, beautiful woman with a great story, and she is our new sponsor, Paleo Valley. She's the founder of Paleo Valley. Autumn Smith, welcome. Thank you, Paul. We are so honored and excited to be part of your mission and podcast. It's amazing to be able to share this with you. And I absolutely feel so grateful that we have made a connection. And I just love, love, love eating your meat sticks and taking the beautiful cider vinegar supplements. And the girls and the kids love the beef sticks. And I just think that what you guys are doing is gorgeous, and I'm so grateful that not only that we get to share love with the world together, but that I get to eat all the great food and, and, <laughs> and products you've created. And so I'm really, really excited because so many people out there are still not, even though a lot of my listeners, for example, know about organic food and things like that, most people still have not found good portable food for briefcases, lunch mm -hmm. kits, um, people that may eat decent meals still have a tendency to graze on things that are not really ideal. So having the kind of uh, portable, stable food that you guys create 
for everything from snacks to taking things to work to school lunches to um, I'm in a hurry and I don't have time to eat and getting quality food that way is really a blessing. And I'm really excited to hear your story about how you grew the knowledge, the life experience, and the wisdom that inspired the creation of Paleo Valley. So can you give us uh, kind of your story and how Autumn became the amazing creator of Paleo Valley and person that she is? <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for that. And my story is is a very interesting one because I from a young age, I had a wonderful family, and I once I hit high school, I really started to struggle, and it began with just digestive issues and bloating. You know, I kept going to doctor after doctor, and they would tell my parents that I had irritable bowel syndrome, which we now know is kind of a wastebasket diagnosis. It's kind of like saying we don't really know exactly what's happening, but mm-hmm. they did tell me at, at that time they said there's really not a cure for it, and so I would just kind of need to reduce stress and use gas X. And so I did that and I didn't really find any relief. And at, once I hit high school, now we know there's this gut brain connection. And so those unaddressed issues in my gut started to manifest um, in other ways, mainly with mental health issues like anxiety and an eating disorder. And because I just I was kind of spiraling out of control and I didn't know how to find balance and I didn't know how to find peace. And so I started abusing substances and I kind of just, I did it. I was still going to school and making things happen and taking the right steps and going, you know, I even went to college, but I was definitely not thriving. I was surviving. And I've kind of continued along this path, even working as a fitness trainer for the world famous Tracy Anderson, uh, where I was like working on my physical body to get really fit. But again, my mental health and my wellness was really lacking until I met my husband, Chaz. And even though I put on a happy face, uh, he could see through that, especially once we moved in together and really got to know one another. And he just wanted better for his wife. And so we started taking on this mission together to kind of restore my health. And he was as frustrated as I was at the time at the lack of options from the specialists that we saw. And so we just turned to, you know, Google. And we found that some people were having a lot of success with diet. And for these kinds of issues, IBS issues that I was experiencing back in 2009-ish. And so I was reticent because I didn't believe that it would help, but we did it together. We started shopping at farmer's markets and lo and behold, 30 days after I started just switching to whole foods, my digestive issues were gone. Now, of course, my mental health and there was a few other pieces of the puzzle that I had to dial in. But what I realized at the time is I was working for Tracy Anderson, like I said, as a fitness trainer. And it really became clear that though I had a fit body and I looked healthy, I was not well. And when I started to feel like that girl that I remembered who was happy and stable and had peace, I knew that I had to quit that job and learn what it took to become well. And so I got my master's in holistic nutrition. And what we realized is exactly what you were stating in the beginning, Paul, that People can't use food as medicine if they don't have the tools. And so we wanted to create those really, really high quality options to make this kind of food as medicine lifestyle really, really realistic in the modern world. And so that's why we founded Paleo Valley. And then we just got here and Wild Pastures and and all of what we're doing right now. That's great. What 
What I'm curious, what, uh, what did you find in your own investigations and inner experience of yourself with regard to diet that was affecting your psychological stability? Oh, Paul, so many things. The first one that I had was definitely gluten is an issue for me. When I really looked back, I was a sickly child. I used to have canker sores that would cover my teeth and just these odd symptoms uh, that we didn't really understand at the time. But once I eliminated gluten from my diet, my mental health got significantly better. The other major player was definitely caffeine for me. I'm someone yeah. who doesn't deal well. And I was drinking all of this caffeine as a fitness trainer. And I'm just such a sensitive soul. My body doesn't take a lot to um, react. And so cutting that out as well as the gluten and just processed foods in general, I need really stable blood sugar and so once I learned how to keep my blood sugar stable, a whole new world opened up because I was, you know, physiologically, I had a foundation rather than going up and down all over the place all day long. Yeah. You know, caffeine and women are really a bad combination. Um, <laughs> you know, I've, yeah. as you know, I've been in the field of rehabilitation and coaching and dealing with people's health issues for 36 years. And I have had to rehabilitate more women than I can even count or remember. And pretty much every one of them that was drinking caffeine ended up with menstrual cycle challenges or complete amenorrhea yeah. and had all sorts of intense emotional swings. And it led to <laughs> challenges in their relationships. And, and, and oftentimes when I would tell them, look, you, you, got to get off the coffee and that's important <laughs> to do. Of course, some of them would just get right, you know, wound and like, well, I can't function without my coffee. And I say, well, part of the reason you can't function is because you're actually trying to live too many lives at once. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're acting like a man with breasts and it, it doesn't work. A, a woman's body is designed with much tighter hormonal tolerances because she's constantly got to be capable of having the nutrition and resources on board for two bodies. Mm. But men, I tell people, women are like Ferraris. They're beautiful. They handle well. They go like hell, but they need to be tuned up every month. Men are <laughs> I like, love it. Yeah, men are like pickup trucks. You can drive them <laughs> through the fields. You can throw shit at them and bang into them and you, you, they, they keep on running pretty stably. But the point I'm driving at is many women get very frustrated because their partners, like their husbands can drink espresso or coffee, but they get frustrated because they can't. So it's kind of like having people in the family that all have gluten intolerance, but some of them refuse to stop eating it. And the one that's trying to makes, it's really hard to get off gluten when everyone's putting it in your face, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I love that analogy. And I just wanted to say, I remember coming home from my fitness training sessions after I, I was just drinking green tea. So I was, you know, not even coffee, but I would like clump, crumple over into a pile and cry. And I was newly married and we thought, okay, well, why am I so depressed? Once I got rid of the caffeine, I don't, didn't have that intense crash. So you're right. For me, caffeine just doesn't work. And for a lot of women I work with too. Yeah, I'll give you a tip. For, uh, I've shared this probably a time or two before, but just for the new listeners that may not have heard it, you know, I did a lot of work with caffeine uh, addiction and withdrawal, and I went through two really intense periods of withdrawal because I used to push myself so hard traveling around the world. Mm -hmm. I got to the point where I couldn't even function without 
two shots of espresso in the morning and two shots at lunch. And I got mm-hmm. to the point after a few years where I desperately wanted my espresso, but then when I would drink it, it would make me feel worse. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I knew, okay, I'm up against a wall. I've got to figure this out and rehab myself. And uh, the, the first time it took me a year to get to where my brain started to work right. And so having worked with so many people with the problem, I asked my soul to guide me to a, a very simple and effective way to help people get off of coffee. And my soul said, take a dozen of the darkest roasted coffee beans you can find because when they're caramelized, they taste good. Take three beans when you first feel withdrawal symptoms, put them in your mouth and grind them into a pulp and suck on them and try your very best not to swallow the grinds. And Hmm. that gives you a homeopathic dose of caffeine and the amino acids, because there's many, there's like 40 something amino acids in caffeine, many of, uh, in coffee, many of which are stimulatory as well. And so I found I was able to knock out any withdrawal symptoms that I had if I, once I started back, I I was looking for what's my threshold. My threshold's one shot of espresso. If I go any more than that, I'll get addicted And so in my explorations, I found, okay, now I'm going to cut back and see how well I can do with my technique for getting off. But I I remember I had a woman who was drinking 25 cups of coffee a day. Mm. She had hypothyroidism so bad, her hair was almost all gone and her fingernails had all fallen off. Her husband was a medical doctor. She'd seen at least 10 medical doctors. She told every one of them she was drinking that much coffee. Not one of them said a thing to her. They didn't even think it was worth talking about, but using the same technique, I was able to transition her off of coffee because drip coffee is much worse than espresso because the longer the water is exposed to the bean, the more caffeine it draws from the bean. Mm -hmm. And because the average espresso shot only takes 19 to 24 seconds, the amount of caffeine per shot is about 40 to 70 milligrams, but an eight ounce cup of dark roast or or dark coffee or Starbucks coffee typically has 300 to 350 milligrams of caffeine. Yikes. So I, I encourage people to go to, um, ex, uh, to an Americano, so a shot of espresso and then top it with water. So you get the same basic drinking experience as drip coffee, but you have a fraction of the actual caffeine. So it doesn't dry a person's body out. But the key point I'm driving at is Whenever a person gets symptoms, chew three beans and suck them as long as you can. Usually within a minute or two, the symptoms are gone. And if the symptoms reemerge later in the day, just keep going. I haven't had anybody need more than 12 beans, even a 25 uh, cup a day drinker. And then, um, you know, using things like uh, various mushrooms, uh, you know, there's there's several mushroom substitutes, chaga mushroom, um, some of the, uh, coffee substitutes that are out there now, um, are quite good. There's a company called RR superfoods. that makes quite a, a good tasting coffee substitute. So, uh, for the women, it's, it's super important. And once you get healthy, then you're in a place where you can really use your body as a reliable instrument to determine how much is ideal. And you can tell when you're getting too much cause you start to sweat and you get jittery. <laughs> Yeah, I've tried that many times, bringing it back in, and I can't even really like steep green tea for even even five or ten seconds. It's still too much for me. But I love that tip. I'm going to use that tip. 
Yeah, it's it's very very helpful. When when you when you guys started Paleo Valley, uh, was it because you just couldn't find the things that you thought you needed and other people needed? What was the driver that led you to the point where you said we've got to start a company to to provide people with this kind of support? Yes. So that was funny because I went on a world tour as basically my last assignment for Tracy Anderson. And um, it was when my husband met me in Paris, I would always have him bring me foods, you know, that uh, I thought would help me because I was living out of you know, my suitcase and in two different countries in a day sometimes. And so he brought me some grass-fed beef sticks because we were within the paleo movement. Now I thought, okay, well, these, these are going to be good. And I remember they still did not make my stomach feel right. And I thought, you know, I don't understand this. And so when we got off of tour, I kind of dug in because literally I was eating pistachios and apples and not that there wasn't the food available in these other countries I was in. It just wasn't where I was. It wasn't easy to find. And so I kind of started looking at a meat stick because I loved the protein stability that would bring me. I just knew as a woman, I wasn't getting enough. And it's something I see in a lot of the women I work with as well. And so we wanted to start there. And especially, so I talked to a lot of different manufacturers and they were telling me that one of the ingredients in pretty much every beef stick on the market is called encapsulated citric acid. Now, this is just the industry standard, and it's the way that they preserve a beef stick, but it's often derived from genetically modified corn. And then that corn is coated in hydrogenated oil, and there are these little beads that they put on the sticks, and then they let them melt in, and this drops the pH, which acts as the, it preserves it basically. And they don't really have to label it all they have to say is citric acid because it is uh, the standard. And so I kind of honed in on potentially this ingredient being an issue for me. And even if it wasn't, I knew that is definitely something I don't want to be putting into my body on a daily basis. And so we started there. We started, well, we're going to make a meat stick and we're going to think about how was meat being preserved back in the day. And it was fermentation. Our ancestors were fermenting meats. And so we called literally, I think, 200 different manufacturers to see if anyone would be willing to ferment our sticks for us. Most of the time we got a big no because it takes a really long time and it's not as lucrative, but we found one willing to do it. And so we started there. And once we had those meat sticks, you know, the, we just thought of the other products that we needed to have available. But now that I'm a mom, I realize what an important decision I made starting there. And um, people tell me all the time that they don't travel without them. And it has definitely made our lives easier. On a super busy day, I have two beef sticks uh, for my little guy and <laughs> we call it breakfast. So that's yeah. Started there. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's really good. I mean, uh, I have looked into a lot of these things, but I hadn't heard about what you just shared. So I got to learn something new. One of the things I'm a jerky lover and I've been one, you know, uh, when I was young, I worked in logging camps. And so we had access to really top notch jerky, lots of hunters. And I used to work in a um, butcher shop when I was young, skinning animals for extra money. And Lots mm. of jerky was around. My dad would make our jerky from our own animals. But uh, out in the the rest of the world, one of the things that keeps happening over and over again is you look on the ingredients and you find gluten in most mm. jerkies. And that's a, just a ball buster. And then sugar. And for a guy like me, processed sugar and gluten is enough to just completely ruin your day. It's, re- it's better to go hungry. Hi, everybody. Today, you're getting the pleasure of hearing Autumn Smith, a wise woman, informing us of the importance of organic food, 
regenerative agriculture and caring for topsoil, and much more. If you're anything like Autumn and I, you know the importance of organic food for yourself and your family. If you'd like to add real certified organic nutrition to your diet that is easy to use, fast, and nutritious, there's no better place to start than with Organifi. Organifi offers a wide variety of excellent, good-tasting, easy-to-prepare superfoods, protein powders, and drinks that my family, friends, and clients use regularly and truly love. You can taste and feel the nutrition right away, and I know you're going to love Organifi's great products. Go to Organifi.com, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, and at checkout, use the code CHECK20, all caps, capital C, capital H, capital E, capital K, 20, to get your 20% discount. And to get to know Drew Canoli, the founder of Organifi, listen to my Living 4D with Paul Check podcast number 64, Drew Canoli, UBU. I think you're going to love this guy and find out why our values are so aligned. I'm curious, do you know why the hell they put gluten on jerky meats? That is a wonderful question. And I don't know. That was the part of the reason I too found that it was, you know, gluten and MSG and sugar, like you said, but no, I don't know. My only, my gut tells me it has something to do with when we consume gluten, you know, it, there is an addictive component to it. And yes. for some foods you manufacturers, or at least in books I've read, have acknowledged that it will have people make people want to eat more. And of course, most people working for the companies are out for profit rather than your health. And so that's what I believe might be happening, although I can't confirm that. Yeah. Are you familiar with glutomorphogens and casomorphogens? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So for those of you listening, when you cannot properly digest gluten or casein, which is one of the uh, proteins in dairy, all dairy, the metabolic byproduct of the incomplete metabolism of gluten or casein is a morphine molecule. So what researchers found is that people are getting addicted to dairy products and uh, gluten-containing products because A, most people cannot uh, break those things down effectively And B, when you start producing morphine molecules, you get a very nice high off of it. So psychologically, you link the experience and the euphoria of eating that food with the food. So even though it's uh, really probably disrupting your digestive system and your physiology quite badly, you're you're like a rat that's so high on sugar, they'll die eating it. Mm -hmm. And so it leads to tremendous amounts of health problems. Yeah, that was my story. I remember being a little girl and trading all of my school lunches for anyone who would give me a bun because I just loved bread so much and it made me feel exactly like you described, just kind of like high. Yeah. Um, Even if I eat a gluten-free treat, which I found in my work with so many people, you know, I, I used to be a functional medicine practitioner and I did three years of training in functional medicine but I, I, I've actually honestly never found a single patient that was gluten intolerant that could eat gluten-free without some kind of similar repercussions, usually less in magnitude, but mm. similar. And I find even if I eat gluten-free stuff and take enzymes, like if I have a gluten-free cookie, I get that, that same kind of high. So something's going on, even mm. if, if it's not got gluten in it. it there, I found, what I'm saying is, I found once a person develops enough reactivity to gluten, 
They usually have reactivity to all other grains and even oats, which has avenin. It doesn't have gluten in it. Um, I found I could not eat oats, which bummed me out because I used to be a triathlete and love my morning oatmeal with, uh, you know, raisins and a little blackstrap molasses. And I had a whole thing going there and it was really <laughs> sexy. But uh, <laughs> once I started cleaning myself out, I was able to be at a place of balance where I could sense what was really happening to me. And I think that's an important thing to point out to people that, you know, the more out of balance the system is, the less sensitive it is to inputs. Uh, Steiner talked about a concept he called supersaturation. And he said, the more sugar or the more food or the more alcohol or the more of any stimulus we eat, the more supersaturated we get and the less capable we are of feeling our body's responses to it, which leads us into a downhill spiral. So I think a lot of people are so supersaturated and the immune system after a while just gets so overloaded, it can't function correctly anymore. So I think if people would clear themselves out and then test things one at a time on an empty stomach and see how their body responds, you know, another thing too, is I found if you just hold the food in your hand or smell it and pay close attention to what your inner reaction is, oftentimes for me, it's always, but if I hold something or smell it and my body's reaction is sort of like a heaviness or a disjointedness or a stress reaction, I know don't put it in my mouth. Mm, I love that. I've done similar work, you know, blood sugar testing, but I haven't actually done that. Just let my body tell me on a gut feeling, but I'll definitely try it's, that. It's very, you know, your, your body is the most powerful instrument in the universe. There's, you know, we have Steiner says human beings will continue to invent advanced technologies outside of themselves until they realize that everything they're inventing outside of themselves is a copy of what's in themselves or they destroy the world. The question is, which will come first? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is powerful. Wow. It's the truth, but you know. Yeah, absolutely. It, it took the entire universe to create every one of us and we are literally tapped in. One of my favorite books that I give to my students and, and my coaching clients to really ground them. And your husband, I think, would eat this alive. It's called Stalking the Wild Pendulum by Itzak Bentov. That's Stalking the Wild Pendulum by Itzak, I-T-Z-H-A-K, Bentov. Itzak Bentov was a very, very advanced scientist, meditator, astral traveler, remote viewer, he invented the pacemaker that's still used in people's hearts today. He was the first man to do scientific research on the effects of meditation on the human mind and physiology. And his book, Stalking the Wild Pendulum, is probably one of the greatest scientific explanations of the spiritual world. Mm. Oh, yeah. He would be all over that. I wrote it down. And he, he shows you right in there how it is scientifically the human being connect can, can psychically connect to anything from atoms all the way to God. Hmm. He shows okay. you our range of perception and how, how we have all the different functions and creatures of nature in us from the stones all the way through to higher consciousness. And his uh, book is 
very good for people that are very left brain because it gives them a left brain introduction to the right brain reality. That's amazing. And that I will definitely uh, lead him in that direction and probably something I would want to read as well. Oh, I think you're just going to, once you pick the book up, look out. (laughs) You'll go into a time warp and your kids will be starving to death and screaming. And you're like, just a second, I got to finish this paragraph. (laughs) I can see it. I can see it. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. You probably should get two or you and your husband might get into battles over who gets to read it. That has happened before, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd I'd love to hear what your mission, vision, and values are. What what is the what is this the heart and soul of Paleo Valley? Mm, the heart and soul of Paleo Valley is basically I want we want people to feel empowered around their health because I grew up as someone who just believed something was wrong with me and that I was maybe less than uh, because I couldn't find that stability um, through which I could evolve and, you know, do all the beautiful things that you want to do, contribute to your community and help people and, you know, self-actualize, all of those things. I want people to know that they can use food as medicine and that they are their own best judge of what's working for them. And I just want them to have all of the options without any of the crazy additives, gluten and sugar and dairy that could be hiding in other you know, products on the market, in most other products on the market. And just for us to be the company that prioritizes health over profit and just for people to know that about us. Yeah. One of the things that, well, there's a couple, two things I'm going to ask you. Um, one is about organic certification and two, we can start with I'm curious what led you to your interest in sponsoring my podcast because you guys actually found me and reached out to me, which shocked me. I was really impressed and happy, but I'm curious what um, what triggered you to want to sponsor Living 4D with you and me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, because when I was working for Tracy Anderson, doing that tour or going around the world, I was studying. I was doing some of your back courses because I wanted to learn more. And that led me to your You Are What You Eat, I believe it was called, your little disc yes. series. And um, that opened my whole world up. I had no idea that, you know, you could feel this empowered around your health and that foods could affect us so profoundly. Uh, I just, it wasn't even a world I had connected with at all. And so you basically took me on a time warp (laughs) and that's how (laughs) you did. You did. You put me in a portal and I had this whole other world. And so when I had the opportunity to have a company that could sponsor someone, of course we wanted to sponsor you because you were kind of the inception. You were at the beginning of Paleo Valley all along and we just love the work you're doing. Yeah. That's absolutely mind blowing. You know, this has happened to me so many times now and my life to create the Czech Institute and, and travel the world for 25 years, nonstop living out of suitcases and develop all the materials I have, you know, it's taken me to the complete edge of myself many times. And there's like, I went through a hell of a midlife crisis at 50 <laughs> and there was times where it felt like the world was just so uninterested in my work and that it was just hmm. too advanced for people to comprehend. But you know, Great Spirit has been really playing some beautiful, bringing some beautiful surprises to me because 
as I went through my midlife crisis, what started happening is I started getting letters and meeting people from all over the world. And then when I started the podcast, I got more people like you saying to me that their, their whole life changed when they found one of my courses or my book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. And right now, there's over about 40 plus books written by my students worldwide that are just amazing. Hmm. It's, it's, you know, so two things. One, it taught me to realize that sometimes when you put your love out into the world, you got to be patient for its Hmm. return and just be confident that the universe always loves boomerang, always comes home. And two, I I just realized it takes time for people to, to digest changes in concepts. And I introduced so many changes in people's way of looking at things that it just, it took him about 20 years to finally realize, oh, by the way, Paul's been telling me the truth the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can honestly say that your Eat, Move, and Be Healthy book, one of the most profound books I've ever read and also one of the first books I've ever read. I just feel so grateful that I had that foundation to work from right away. So yes. And you're a teacher's teacher. I mean, you are very advanced uh, in what you're doing, but you, uh, it always comes back to you for a lot of the things I do. I realized, you know what? I knew this all along. Because Paul taught me way back in the day. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure. It it, you know, for, for me to have the experience of working with you guys and tasting your products and hearing your story and just seeing how intelligent and amazing and beautiful you are, uh, I just like, wow, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing what can happen when you begin to follow your heart and realize that the challenges in your life are actually leading you to becoming exactly who you came to this world to be. Yes, Paul, because it was so hard. Everyone thought I was so crazy when I quit that amazing job touring the world and to go make some beef sticks. I hear it all the time. I don't understand why you would do this. This doesn't make any sort of sense. And But it was. It was just, I remember when I had to call Tracy Anderson to tell her that I didn't want to work for her anymore. Um, she did you know, whatever she could to hold on to me. And she said, okay, you can just work with JLo or you can just choose whatever clients you want. And I just said, you know what? I could do it, but I would be doing it for you because in my heart, you know, I have another mission. I'm being pulled in another direction. And she said, well, that's never what I would want for you. Uh, the truth will always set you free and I'll be for your cheerleader for life. And so it was really beautiful. And, but I just wanted to say it was really hard, but I'm listening. I'm that's- listening. That's, that's beautiful that, you know, she had enough respect for you to not make it uncomfortable. You know, um, one of the, one of the things I wanted to bring up, because I think it's an important discussion for everybody. Um, and I did go into a lot of this stuff on my podcast with Eugene Trufkin, the anti-factory farm shoppers guide. Have you by chance heard that one? I have not, but I will definitely check it out. It's very good. Eugene's one of our HLC3 students, and he spent a few years going to uh, farms and investigating commercial farms and really looking into the issues. And he shares a lot of the current research on what's really going on with food. And it's even for me, it was shocking. And so um, one of the issues Eugene and I talked about was the real problem we have that now that corporations are getting on the bandwagon of organic food, they're really, really manipulating the system and producing scientific research. I've seen several commercials on TV over the years saying organic food is no better for you than commercially raised food. It's, you know, downplaying it. 
And I have, I forgot to email this to you. I have to remember to do this. I, I made contact with a professor of agriculture who's on our side of the fence. And he sent me a chart with, I think, 95 organic certifiers. And I was shocked when I saw companies like Mars Bar, Snickers, Pepsi Cola, Coca Cola, mm-hmm. Cadbury. Um, I mean, all the junk manufacturing, all the junk food manufacturing companies have organic certifications. But interestingly enough, when I investigated this, I found something quite uh, shocking. You d- you just pay a fee to get the organic certification. There is nobody that comes and tests your soil, helps you determine what chemicals need to be eliminated, what microorganisms will help, what minerals to use. There's no gestation period required, which there is for any legitimate organic certification. Typically, an organic certifier that's a, a legitimate one after they test your soil, you have to farm it organically for at least two years and they will retest your soil. And if the soil is clean and healthy, then they give you your organic certification and allow you to sell uh, as a certified organic uh, farm. But until then, you can say your food's organic, but you can't say you're certified. And the reality of it is research shows that in that two-year period, the microorganisms are actually doing a lot of um, alchemy on the chemicals in the soil and they can actually end up having the soil can actually get more toxic at various times due to the uh, chemical processes going on within the microorganism population. And so the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's always been my policy. I won't uh, let anyone sponsor the podcast that's not um, using certified organic food. And then when you and I started talking and I started asking questions, you shared something with me that I thought was very true because of my own experience, but I'd never actually um, come to the position where I had somebody with a product that I really liked that wasn't getting certified organic supplier. So I'd love it if you'd share with the audience what it is that you do to guarantee the quality of the uh, source materials and why it is that you uh, haven't gone with the uh, cert- like a USDA certification. Yes, I think that's such a great question. And there's so much misunderstanding and deception kind of going on in this space. And so we were, we are very passionate about 100% grass fed and grass finished. And as we were, you know, creating our supply chain and building these relationships with farmers, we found out that, you know, there were many different flavors of, you know, organic or grass fed or 100% grass fed and what that means. So when you're doing organic agriculture, that doesn't necessarily mean grass fed and grass finish. You know, they can be eating organic grain, but we know that when animals eat grain, it changes the nutritional profile of the final product. And not only that, it also has a very different impact environmentally. And so while most people or might, many people might think, okay, well then it just has to be grass fed. That term also not regulated. 100% grass-fed is a little bit different and there is a little bit more oversight generally, but the ultimate is actually a regenerative farm. Okay. So it's different. Organic is different than regenerative. Regenerative is based on ecological outcomes. People are coming to the farms, the ranches, and they're measuring what is happening in the soil and they're measuring what's happening within the biodiversity. And so I think 
a lot of good comes from organic when people are doing it the right way. But the ultimate for me is this potential for cows put on pasture, rotated in a way, in a highly managed way that actually builds topsoil and has been found to sequester carbon. Now, you can't guarantee that that's happening with organic because, again, a lot of times it's organic grains. And Cows on pasture is absolutely imperative. That grass is acting like a straw and sucking that excess carbon that we have in the atmosphere down into the soil and trapping it there. It's creating a carbon sink. And this can only happen in this highly managed kind of system. And so once we learned that nuance, we knew that we wanted to, of course, support farmers and ranchers who were doing that instead of just going organic because of the potential for the nutritional, um, the final product. Also, for the environment. Hi, everybody. I'm super excited to share Paleo Valley with you. They're an amazing company with amazing foods and all sorts of great stuff for you. I wanted you to hear right from its founder, Autumn Smith, what makes Paleo Valley so special. Autumn, why should we buy from Paleo Valley? You should buy from Paleo Valley because I had to overcome a number of health and mental health challenges. And as a mother, I'm using food as medicine because it is that powerful. And what makes our company unique is that we do not add any fillers or freaky chemicals. It's all organic and, of course, 100% grass-fed and finished beef. We would not make any product that we couldn't actually feed to our five-year-old son. And so you know the quality is as high as you can possibly get. And we always prioritize health over profit because we truly believe when you give the body what it needs and take away what it doesn't, magic happens. And so we have a wonderful line of products and you can save 15% off by using the code CHECK, that's lowercase C-H-E-K, 15 at checkout. And I sincerely hope you love them as much as our family does. And that is awesome because I love Paleo Valley. My whole family does and I know you will too. Don't be afraid to share your comments with us. We would love to hear them. Enjoy. Another thing I want to just kind of highlight is a lot of people today are thinking about going sustainable and, you know, using sustainable products. But what I, a little shift I want to help um, perpetuate in people's minds is that we need to go beyond sustainable and think about regeneration because think about the definition sustainable. We cannot sustain what we have going on right now, according to the FAO, um, we only have about 60, I think it's more like 57 years of topsoil left. And so if we sustain that, we aren't going to make it. My son could see a day where they can't feed, he can't feed himself or his family anymore. And so we really need to be focused on supporting regenerative agriculture because our environment needs to regenerate. And so that is the reason that we made the call, made the switch from organic to this regenerative form of agriculture. And the way we kind of police that is we're really close to our suppliers. Um, and we are not farming and ranching ourselves, but through the years, we have made these really, really solid relationships. And these people go out and they know the farmers and the ranchers that we're supporting. And um, they're definitely measuring these outcomes on the farms and they're not using chemicals and they're not using pesticides. And some of them aren't even tilling, which can be 
um, destructive to the soil. And of course, context is everything because a farm is, every farm is in a different place of the United States with a different climate and with different set of circumstances. But we like to work with farmers to ensure that they are doing what they need to do in order to regenerate their particular soil. And it's, um, you can't guarantee the same just going organic. Yeah. And, and then of course, like I said, going organic, if you yeah. don't know enough about the certification, my, my research showed me the gold standard in the world was the Demeter Association, which is much more popular in Europe. Uh, I've, mm. I don't know of, I've only run across a couple of, of, uh, farmers in, in my travels through the United States that have a Demeter certification, but having looked into and read the kind of criteria of a number of them, Demeter was hands down the best and I've eaten food from Demeter farms and it's really high quality. So, and then of course you have biodynamic, which is research yeah. shows even more nutritious than organic and Steiner, you know, Steiner's genius shines through everything he touches, but uh, yeah, well, that's fantastic to know. And, and, and I just wanted everybody to know because most people know me uh, potentially thousands of the podcast listeners are my students who have heard me say over and over again, I wouldn't sell anything or use anything that wasn't certified organic. But because of the circumstances and because of what you shared with me, I could not only could I could clearly understand it and appreciate it because of all the things we're discussing, but my first test is the taste of the food and what it does to me. And when I ate your first uh, turkey stick, I was like, okay, this is damn good, man. This is, <laughs> I can get behind this. And, and so that, you know, the real test is on the inside and I'm sensitive enough to feel when, when food's got chemicals or, or is low on nutrition. And so those are some of the things that I think are important. And, and I'd love it if we now could take a little time to go through each of your products so that the audience can really understand what's in them, why you created them, what the benefits are to them, and when they might want to use them. Mm. Yeah. So Is why don't we start with your uh, 100% grass-fed beef and turkey sticks since we're on that line of thinking. Yes. Okay. So why we created them was because I've always had this kind of interest in the intersection between diet and mental health. And um, as I stated previously, I knew that protein is the basis for our neurotransmitters. And so, and I was not great at consuming it. And so I thought, okay, I just need a really simple way to make this happen. And of course I found all those sticks that had the weird additives. And so we created the fermented version because not only is it a very clean product, but it also contains probiotics in every stick. And we think that was, it was pretty cool. And also they're not like dry and tough like jerky, which I know some people love, but they are like moist with like a little snap. They kind of taste a little bit more like the hickory smoked summer sausages. And so they're just for everyone, whether you're an athlete or hiker or a busy traveling exec or a mom. Um, and you just put them in your purse, you put them in your satchel, whatever you got to do, they're just always there for you. And the turkey sticks were actually a little bit different because I work with a lot of people and we have a lot of friends who have autoimmune disease and uh -huh. or a autoimmune disease. Um, 
And so we wanted to create a snack option for them. They kept reaching out to us saying, we don't have anything. And so we created the turkey sticks specifically for the AIP community. And they come in um, original and then a cranberry orange. They're both good. And the beef sticks come in teriyaki and the summer sausage, which are amazing for little guys. Um, They love those are the two flavors that we usually hear about for kids. And then a garlic summer sausage and a teriyaki. And then an original, which has like a smoky, peppery kind of thing going on. So that's why we created the stick. My, 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 Zoe's only 10 months. So we, we kind of have to break down, even sometimes chew up things like a meat stick to, to give it to her. But Mana, he regularly comes after (laughs) your beef or turkey sticks. He loves them. And I, I, I do like dry jerky, but I also love the way you guys do it because there seems to be like a little film of oil on them and it's a, a natural sort of oil. I don't know if you coat them so they don't stick to the plastic or, but there's, there's a, it's really more like you're getting, um, kind of like having a sausage, a long skinny sausage, you know, and it, it, there's moisture in it. I find you, you don't get all dried out eating them and I can, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, halfway between a freshly cooked sausage and a piece of jerky. So it's kind of unique that way. It is. It has that little bit of a snap and yeah, a little bit more moisture. Just like I'm, I, that's my favorite way to compare just those hickory smoked summer sausages you get around the holidays. If anyone else gets them, that's what it tastes like. And I've heard that I have a friend who grew up in Poland and says they do make these little um, like sausages there that it kind of is reminiscent of. So yeah, they're very different than most other meat sticks for sure. Uh- I've, I, when I was a logger, um, and lived in British Columbia, we used to get these beautiful Polish sausages that were pickled and I've had some, you know, bordering on sexual experiences eating (laughs) Polish sausages. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe your sticks are reminding me of my intimate, um, oral orgasms with these large, beautiful pickled Polish sausages, That's definitely it. You'll have to let me know if that ever uh, happens with the turkey sticks. Um, oh well, you know, you never know. <laughs> you never I, know. I, I I do get quite excited. And, and, <laughs> <you know. laughs> Good times. <laughs> if I could somehow prove that you're as beautiful as you are because of eating your <laughs> sticks, we we could all just you know go buy an island and re- retire. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm speechless. I don't even know. Yeah, cool. like a good idea. Yeah. I have a, uh, a I have a question for you. Typically having looked at a lot of research on fermented foods, when you ferment a food, it enhances the nutritional profile. Have you done any kind of an analysis to see how the fermentation is maybe adding nutrients or, or value to the product? No, that's such a great idea, like a side-by-side comparison. We haven't done anything like that, but we did do, do like a DNA analysis to be sure that there analysis to be sure that there were probiotics present. But no, but that is a great idea and we can definitely look into that for sure. Did you check to see if the cows are descendants of Adam and Eve? <laughs> no, I didn't. That is also <laughs> something else we haven't yet done, but <laughs> we'll definitely look into. <laughs> Well, <laughs> since I can already tell you, you're going to find the answer is yes, because most people don't really know what the meaning of the word Adam or Eve is in the Bible. Do you? No. Enlighten me. Adam, in Arabic, it's Adamus. Adam means creature of the earth. 
of earthly slime, and Adam in Arabic means creature of red earth. Eve means life force. So people who don't really understand the symbology in the myth of Adam and Eve don't realize that our parents are the earth and the cosmic energy of the stars or God interacting to produce all life. Hmm. They're not two people. <laughs> they're, they're what the Taoists call yin and yang. <laughs> oh, fascinating. So that's a little um, deep religion for you. <laughs> Much appreciated. I like that. I'll share that with my husband. Yeah, well, um, your Paleo Valley Cider Vinegar Complex, I find really a cool supplement. I love it because as you shared with me in our previous conversation, you wanted to support people with things that weren't um, necessarily so powerful or that would be more of an aid to the normal digestive process and physiology as opposed to for example, becoming dependent upon stronger digestive support, be it um, over-the-counter enzymes or other type things. I'd love it if you break down your Paleo, Valder, uh, Paleo Valley apple cider vinegar complex. And I'd like to hear, though I know I'd like you to share, what are the – cider vinegar has just a, a long, long – it's like a panacea medicine – what are mm -hmm. some of the benefits of your cider vinegar complex from the cider vinegar itself? Mm, yes, I would love to share that with you. And our apple cider vinegar complex, like you said, was born because I am a big believer in using food as medicine instead of just adding digestive enzymes or hydrochloric acid, rather like kind of stimulating your body's ability to do that on its own. And so what brought me to apple cider vinegar is because I was looking to live as long and healthy life as possible, right? To increase my life, my health span. And I came across apple cider vinegar because one thing we know about people who live long, healthy lives is that they have nice, stable blood sugar. And when you look at the research on apple cider vinegar around its ability to help keep our blood sugar stable and improve insulin sensitivity, it's really impressive. They've done studies where they take people and they just have them eat like 50 grams of like bread and then test them with or without vinegar. And the people who eat the vinegar, just that simple addition of vinegar, their blood sugar is far more stable. And they've also done trials where they're looking at just regular people or pre-diabetic people and diabetic people and then adding, you know, two tablespoons of vinegar before a meal and look at what happens. And what happens is you, the pre-diabetics in one particular trial had the biggest response. Their blood sugar normalized more significantly than even the diabetics and the people who had normal blood sugar. Now, what most people don't realize is most people today, unfortunately, have this dysregulated blood sugar. Um, even if you're not like at the pre-diabetic level, where a lot of us are creeping that way. And so we, I knew apple cider vinegar. The other cool thing is trials have shown that it decreases cravings. And I'm yet to work with a person who isn't struggling with cravings. Our food supply is set up to produce cravings. And so I wanted a simple way for people to kind of unhook from that. The other really cool thing about apple cider vinegar is this digestive um, properties. It will help you liberate more minerals due to its acetic acid content. It will also help your body because it is so acidic, create that stomach acid. Now, as we age, when we're stressed, um, there's a lot of reasons that our stomach acid production goes down throughout our life. And when we do, we can't break down the proteins. Like I said, we can't liberate the minerals. And so also bloating, apple cider vinegar is really, really great for bloating. And so we made apple cider vinegar the basis. I've also learned this really cool thing 
just yesterday, actually, Acetobacter is a bacteria found in apple cider vinegar that's actually able to break down glyphosate into a less dangerous form. I think it was phosphate. Dr. Stephanie Seneff talks about this a lot. That's, that's an amazing tip right there. Yes. And so pretty cool, right? Helps our body kind of eliminate. Valley. Yay. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. I was so excited about that. And so apple cider vinegar was the basis. And then I knew about, you know, turmeric and ginger and cinnamon. They all have other helpful properties of their own. Obviously, turmeric is highly anti-inflammatory. It's also really great for blood sugar control. Cinnamon, Ceylon cinnamon specifically, really great for blood sugar control. It seems to help the food leave the stomach in a slower manner. And then also ginger really great for pain and nausea, but also again for blood sugar control. And so our apple cider vinegar complex is kind of like our you know, blood sugar stabilizing, digestive improving, craving reducing uh, supplement that is just all whole foods, organic, of course. And the number one thing, surprisingly, that I hear above all else from all the customers is that craving. They say, you know what? I take them in the morning and I do not experience cravings throughout the day. It is no longer a battle. And um, so, yeah, cravings issues, digestive issues, blood sugar stability issues, which can manifest as like, you know, energy dips throughout the day. Um, Those are the people that usually benefit a lot from that complex. And radical mood swings. Yes. Oh boy. Yes. Definitely radical mood swings. Well, I've got a couple of things I'd like to share that I wrote down while you were talking that I think might be interesting for the audience to know. And maybe even, you know, even with your wisdom, there might be a surprise for you in there. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, uh, One, ginger is a very potent anti-parasitic and about 90% of the world population based on the research I've looked at right now has a parasite infection and a fungal infection. Mm. And apple cider vinegar is one of the few things that you can use when you're on a, on a antifungal diet. Standard vinegar, non-apple cider vinegar will feed a fungal infection, but apple cider vinegar actually helps kill fungal infections. Mm. And so that those two alone, having a, a little dose of ginger in your diet every day is very important. This is why whenever you go to a sushi restaurant, they give you fermented ginger because sushi is one of the most common sources of parasites. And when you eat the ginger, it kills the bugs that you might be eating in the food or the parasites in the food. Hmm. Um, so that's something that is very, very important. Do you, I'm going to share a couple things as to why people have a hard time producing digestive enzymes and hydrochloric acid. What do you think one of the most common ways to burn the parietal cells of the stomach out is the, that produce the hydrochloric acid? What do I think one of the most common ways to burn them out is? Ooh, stress, I'd say. Well, stress is for sure right up there at the top, but there's a form of stress that we've already talked about, and it's coffee. Mm. And I'm gonna, I'll tell mm. you how I learned this. On a farm, my, you know, I was raised on a farm, and 140-acre sheep farm, and we had all sorts of things, cows, chickens, pigs, horses, ch- uh, sheep, as I mentioned, we raised our own produce. But anyhow, we every now and then we'd have to have, my dad would have to call the vet because a, an animal would get sick and cows will eat the craziest shit. It's unbelievable <laughs> what a cow will eat. And one of our milking cows got really sick and stopped producing milk. And my dad intuitively knew, and my dad's got a degree in agriculture, so he knows a fair bit about animals. But he, he suspected the cow had eaten something that was bothering its stomach. So he brought a vet in 
And the first thing the vet did after analyzing the cow is said to my dad, would you please make me a pot of the strongest coffee you can make? And I said, and I was just kind of confused. Like, why would he want a pot of coffee for a cow? <laughs> so Seems- I, I said to the vet, uh, and, but, but by the way, uh, before, before that happened, he had, uh, reached it was wild to watch. He put a big glove on. He reached all the way down the cow's throat into its first stomach. And guess what he pulled out? I don't even know. (laughs) He pulled out a chunk of barbed wire about 10 inches long. The cow had somehow eaten a piece of barbed wire fence that must have been laying on the ground from when we were building the fences and clipped a piece of wire and nobody realized it was there, but the cow had eaten barbed wire. So anyhow, I said... Yeah, it was wild. I, I've also seen he he. They also stuck a big magnet down, and he pulled out a piece of metal from another <laughs> one of the stomachs. Wow. And so this cow had a piece of barbed wire and a chunk of metal about three inches across, like a piece of sheet metal. And so I said to him, "What in the world is are you going to do with the coffee?" He said, "Caffeine stimulates hydrochloric acid production, and the reason the cow is not producing milk is it because it can't digest." It's food and therefore doesn't get the nutrients to make the milk. And we have mm. to re we have to jumpstart its hydrochloric acid production. And so if you pay attention to what happens and what people's symptoms are when they're drinking coffee off of them, times they will get a stomach that hurts like they're really hungry. And that's because so many people drink coffee on an empty stomach, especially in the morning, that they're stimulating the cells in the stomach to produce hydrochloric acid, but they don't have food in there, which will ultimately give it, give you an ulcer if you keep going at it long enough, because if you're at all dehydrated, the mucous membrane gets too thin. The body will go right to the mucous membrane of the stomach when you're low on water, because it's about a centimeter or more thick and it's about 95% water. Mm. Many people suffer the discomfort of bloating and being gassy after eating. Though we may not be bothered by our own farts, many other people don't find them so enjoyable, and having gas while you're making love can really kill the ambiance. The first thing I recommend to help people heal their challenges with bloating and gas is quality digestive enzymes and top-notch probiotics. And no company makes better enzymes, probiotics, and digestive support supplementation than Bioptimizers. Bioptimizers products are at the cutting edge of health science and ideal for supporting your digestion, metabolism, assimilation, and elimination. That means you get more from your food supplements, more from your food, you heal faster and perform better. Bioptimizers enzymes also aid recovery from training and their Capex enzymes also naturally stimulate your metabolism. Living 4D with Paul Check listeners get a huge 26% discount on the upgraded digestion package consisting of four great Bioptimizers products that I use myself. Go to B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash number four capital D capital L. That's bioptimizers.com forward slash number four capital D capital L. And on checkout, use the code CHECK10, all caps, capital C, capital H, capital E, capital K, 10 to get your discount on any product. I hope you enjoy Bioptimizers. I really do love them and use them every day, and I've had nothing but excellent feedback. Enjoy. That's why back in 2000, I started experimenting because I saw so many people drinking coffee on an empty stomach, especially women first thing in the morning. We're having tremendous blood sugar handling properties, 
uh, problems and their you know, the caffeine and usually the sugar they put in it brings their blood sugar way up, but then they get dropped real hard. So I saw, thought to myself, you know, I was doing research on chelation of vitamins at the time and studying how chelation will create a time release vitamin. And then I had already spent years studying the digestive process. And I knew, well, shit, if I just put fat inside a coffee, like full thickness cream or butter, it should tie the caffeine up and slow it down so that a person gets more of a time release effect, which would stabilize their blood sugar. And if they ate a high quality source of fat with the caffeine, it would give them a nutritional base so that their stomach wouldn't be empty and the hydrochloric acid would have something to work on. Hmm. And so I started experimenting with all sorts of different oils and uh, raw butter. And I found that the problem with the nut oils in, in anything that wasn't from a, a dairy source, largely, uh, I didn't know about the collagen opportunity at that time, but they would not mix into the coffee. So what would happen is it would float to the top and you might get a bunch of, you know, coconut oil or Brazil nut oil or almond oil or whatever your choice was. It would taste nice, but it didn't mix with the coffee. So you did get definitely some of the benefits of having a food source and a fat source. But what I, what I found is if you use butter, there's just enough protein in butter to cause it to adhere to the coffee. The, the protein acts kind of like a sponge and sucks it in. So it mycelizes, it mixes in, and it, it neutralizes in the coffee just like cream does. And so I began having all my athletes and patients start using butter in their coffee. And then when I turned Laird Hamilton on to it in about 2004, he started talking about it. Then it just sort of took off like wildfire. And so now, you know, everybody out there is putting oils and butters and bulletproof coffee got wind of it. And, and so it, it took off, but really that came from my own research. That's amazing. And yes, that is absolutely my experience. I cannot do the coffee on an empty stomach, but I do very well with butter in my coffee. That's fascinating to know that you are at the top of that trend too. Very cool. Well, there's there's a few of them. I've I've been busy. <laughs> yes, that is definitely very clear. <laughs> the other thing too that people don't realize is whenever you eat any, and I mean anything that's pasteurized, there's no enzymes in it. By definition, as you know, something that's pasteurized is enzyme dead. There is no enzyme activity, which is what they do to make it last longer on the shelf because it's the enzymes that rot the food and trigger the rotting process. And that's why fermented foods are good too, because there's a lot of enzyme activity. The whole process of composting is enzymatically driven. And so whenever people are eating pasteurized milk, juices, products, foods of any type, which a huge amount of the foods eaten in stores is pasteurized and worse, um, there's no enzymes in it. So the body ends up having to spend its own enzyme resources and all the way back in 1957, there's a series of lectures by Aaron Fried Pfeiffer, who was Rudolf Steiner's first actual student to come to the United States. And he's known as the first biochemist in the United States. He did years of investigations into people's liver function and enzyme function. And he found that most people were enzyme depleted by the age of 32 to 35, and that mm -hmm. their liver performance was that of a 70-year-old. And this was in 1957 that he did that research. Yikes. Wow. So the key thing is if we don't get enough raw food, live foods in our body, 
then we go enzyme deficient. And because enzymes are involved in every single chemical reaction in our body, which is about 30 billion a second based on current research, our whole biochemistry begins to uh, become dysfunctional and our hormonal system doesn't function right. And then we go to the doctor and get the beautiful diagnosis syndrome, which by the way, in medical language, whenever you get the diagnosis syndrome, it means the doctor hasn't got a clue what the hell's going on. <laughs> right. We don't know the root cause still. No. Yeah. So it, very, very fun to explore these things with you. And of course, having turmeric for an anti-inflammatory effect is very good because, you know, the whole metabolic syndrome is really an inflammatory disease. And most of the people that are overweight are suffering from chronic inflammation and anybody that's eating foods that are they're intolerant of, which is probably everybody, to, yeah. unless they've been tested and know it, are inflamed and the immune system's just getting worked to death. And then, of course, you have athletic people like you and I and many of the listeners, and, and that helps control inflammation and aid recovery. So uh, there's a lot of beautiful opportunities just by taking your cider vinegar complex. And I love using it. In fact, I got to take it as soon as we get off. We started so early this morning, I forgot to uh, do my normal routine. But um, uh, what I'd like to know now is, is tell me about your, um, your superfood, your Paleo Valley superfood bars. Mm. Oh my goodness, Paul. So these are my favorite. Now these uh, came into being because basically I'd go and I'd look for a protein bar or a, you know, whatever kind of food snack bar. And, you know, even the ones that were gluten-free and dairy-free and soy-free and all the free things, they didn't have a lot to offer. And so we wanted to create a bar that was not only, you know, gluten-free and sugar-free and dairy-free and organic, but also that actually contained things that you would want to put in your body, like superfoods and things like turmeric and kale and broccoli and spinach, and do it in a way that it was still delicious. And it wasn't like those bars that you have to choke down. And so- we originally made them about two years ago. And what happened was we didn't own our facility at the time and the quality control wasn't what we thought it should be. Sometimes they just made mistakes and because of that, sometimes the customers would have to suffer. And so what we did, they were our number one, I think they were our number two selling product. And so we decided to purchase our own machinery and create our own facility so that we could control the entire supply chain. And so we basically just source all organic ingredients and we put collagen in there because because again, collagen is basically a fountain of youth and we've kind of lost touch with it. We're regaining touch with the practice of eating collagen, but our ancestors always ate, you know, whole animal utilization and they got all the benefits because of it. And then we added these different kinds of superfoods. We can't legally say there's, you know, a serving of fruit and vegetables, but I think there is about, you know, half of a serving to one serving of fruit and vegetables. And they come in chocolate, and apple cider, not apple cider vinegar, just apple cinnamon rather. And we've also just finished flavors, vanilla cake and red velvet and lemon, which will be available soon. And we also have seed cycling bars that are in the works because I work with a lot of women who benefit from the practice. And so we wanted to create again, a, a food bar version of that to, so they could just incorporate this practice into their lives in a way that wasn't overwhelming. That's Awesome. So, you know, the, this is another example of a, a really good portable food, whether you're, you know, in a hurry and don't have time for breakfast or you're uh, traveling or you're at lunch or you, uh, you know, you're in your car and you just get stuck or you get hungry. I mean, it's so, you know, 
for, for years and years and years, as you can imagine, I've had to deal with this fact that people have a hard time changing their lifestyle. They're very habituated. Um, a lot of people complain because organic foods aren't readily available. And so I've always been facing this challenge of how do I get people to eat well in these circumstances? And I would tell them, look, take some carrots, uh, take some uh, celery, take some jerky. It's does quite well. You can carry it in your briefcase. You don't have to refrigerate it and you can at least eat some real food. But after a while, you know, people like Paul, I'm, I've eaten enough carrots and jerky to make my hair fall out now. Uh, <laughs> and so having something like the superfood bar really gives you a nice addition and adds some variety and you've got a nice collection of flavors there. So that's quite special and useful. And you know, it's funny because we have this culture that's so brainwashed in weird eating behaviors and people won't eat like organs and they won't eat tendons and they won't eat joints and they won't eat the end of bones. It's like millions of times in my life, I've sat at a dinner table and watched healthy, fit, strong athletes who would not eat the healthiest parts of the animal. And I'd sit there and, you know, talk to them about it, but they'd say things like, Ooh, you know, I don't like the skin or, Ooh, I couldn't eat the joint. Ooh, how could you eat the bone? That's gross. And it's, we've just gotten so far from our, our instincts. Our instincts are just so trapped in the information world. And we're living in a completely, you know, living out of our heads in the world of ideas, but we've lost touch with our biological instincts. And, one of the things I think is so beautiful is slow cooking because you can literally take a whole duck or a whole chicken. And as you know, the bones are so soft and the tendons are soft and my body just sucks that stuff up. I mean, I honestly feel some days I could just eat a whole meal of cartilage and tendon and the ends of bones. Yeah. It definitely makes me feel a lot better too. And like you said, our ancestors did this. They ate the organs and the other bits preferentially. Animals in the wild do it too. I think it was just when we started to believe that cholesterol was something to be feared that we got this idea that we had to avoid it. And I think that we've all been suffering uh, as a result. And so it's really exciting to be able to provide products that can help us put that missing piece back into the diet. Yes. Not long ago, I interviewed Paul Saladino, MD. Are you familiar with his work at all? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So for those of you listening, if you want a real good education on the nutrient availability of meat and how that compares to uh, vegetables, and uh, if you want to hear a lot of the vegetarian myths being completely shattered and misconceptions about the nutrient density of meats and what's available in meats. That's an excellent, excellent interview. And I'll be doing another one with him as well. So it's, there's a lot of great minds out there and good research now really helping us understand nutrition in ways that we didn't understand it before. So that's exciting. Mm -hmm. I do. I'm a big fan of his work. So I'll be checking out that podcast. Now, Autumn, one thing that we, we didn't get into, which I think is really important is you're a mother. Can you tell us a little bit about how old your kids, how many they have? Because I think it's really important for the audience to realize that these products are not only being made for all the reasons that you share, but that you are a mother. So you really are in touch with the realities of being a mother and what kids need. Mm, yes, it's my favorite role. I'm a mother to a little boy named Maverick, and he just turned five in May. And 
I also have my sister's children, Jakey and Ezra, running around the house on most days because we're very close. So I'm really kind of a mother to three kids, but only one of them is technically mine. And he uses our products daily, and he is the inspiration behind so many of them. And we use them to teach him about food and the power of food. And I make him a little wellness tonic every morning with some of our products, the apple cider vinegar sometimes, and the essential sweet complex, and even the organ complex. (laughs) But also, the beef sticks are a staple. I know he's eating eating organs. He's actually drinking them because he doesn't swallow capsules yet, but uh, he's a champ and (laughs) I know it's nourishing his little body. So yeah, he is a big reason um, that I am so mindful of the quality of every little ingredient that we add because I know in a little person's body, the effects are multiplied. And so we are that much more conscious just because of him. That's awesome. Well, you mentioned your essential C complex I'd love if you could give us an overview of it, what your inspiration for making it is, and you know, help us understand why it works, how it works, and why we need it. Oh, it's my favorite product because uh, vitamin C, when I started taking it, I noticed an immediate um, improvement in my sense of well-being. And at the time, I was just taking any old vitamin C I could find. But when I looked into the research, I found out 90% of vitamin C comes from genetically modified corn. And it's it's you'd recognize that yours is that, probably because it says a ascorbic acid on the label. But the thing with the ascorbic acid is just the antioxidant outer shell of vitamin C. So not only is it coming from a GMO product, probably heavily processed with volatile acids, but then you're kind of shortchanging yourself when you don't have the full vitamin C complex that we actually find in food. Now, I'm a lover of all types of vitamin C, and I think even in this current situation, we're seeing even ascorbic acid has benefits. So if it's ascorbic acid versus no vitamin C, I'm still on using vitamin C. But when you look at what the benefits are of a whole food product, and we created ours basically from three of the most vitamin C-rich superfoods in the world, and that's amla berry, which is like a one of the most famous berries in Ayurvedic medicine, and then camu camu, and then um, unripe acerola cherry. Now, unripe acerola cherry has about 100 times as much vitamin C as an orange. And the unripe piece is really, really critical because vitamin C is a very fragile nutrient. And so we pick them before they're ripe so that we have 450 milligrams per serving. And it's literally the most potent natural source of vitamin C and an organic, of course, that we know about on the market. And I love it so much because I think a lot of us don't get enough vitamin C and there's a lot of misunderstandings about how to use vitamin C. And so a lot of times people don't understand that it lasts only about four to six hours in the body. And if you're not eating all of your fresh fruits and vegetables, which I hope you are, I know not everyone can do that for certain reasons, but this is a nice way to still be getting that vitamin C. They've even done research where they looked at ascorbic acid versus a whole whole food vitamin C, like a camu camu juice. And they did this one study in smokers and they found that only the camu camu juice was able to reduce inflammation and markers of oxidative stress in a way that just ascorbic acid could not. I just read a study this morning too, showing that amla berry actually was more protective for the skin than just ascorbic acid alone. And so I'm sure your listeners are aware that whole foods just contain a synergy and a number of benefits and, you know, they are greater than the sum of their parts. Um, And it's just not the same when you take an isolated synthetic nutrient. So that's exactly why we created our complex. Yeah. There's a couple of things that rise up in me. One, 
I've looked at a variety of research papers showing that any synthetically manufactured vitamin actually acts more like a drug than a food in the body. Right. And and your body has to actually detoxify it. So it's that's one issue. Two, what came to me is we just like people shop for food like they're shopping for gasoline because they see food only as energy like gasoline. They don't realize food is a very, very important interface with the environment and contains a tremendous amount of information used by the different cells and systems of our body to regulate, repair, regenerate, and all those very important things. So when people are, are A, unaware of what food really is and they think it's just energy, then they shop for the cheapest food, but people do the same damn thing with vitamins and just your comments on our ascorbic acid triggered me to help people realize, you know, your, your vitamins are not something that you want to go cheap on. And the other thing about vitamins people don't realize is vitamins only help you metabolize, synthesize, digest, and eliminate the food you're eating with them. So we have this whole weird vitamin mentality where people think I can eat at McDonald's or fast foods as long as I'm taking my vitamins. But really, the vitamins that you're taking are no better than the source of the material, and the vitamins that you're taking can only help you bring into your body the food you're eating. So if you use good vitamins and eat junk food, you're just enhancing your body's ability to live off of garbage, and you'll still get just as sick. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm super excited to share an amazing product called Nexus from Symbiotica. This is an excellent product that I use to help control inflammation. It induces a state of mental calm and clarity whenever I use it, and I know it will do the same for you. I particularly like it when I come home from work after an intense day of coaching clients through challenging problems, and as you can imagine, I deal with some pretty tough ones. And It also creates homeostasis in the entire body-mind complex, which is all of you, and I brought Shervine in to tell us some of the unique features of this amazing Nexus product. This product was named Nexus for a reason, because it is the center point of your body's ability to create homeostasis across the board. We combine all forms of alchemy in here, full-spectrum cannabinoids, full-spectrum tetrahydrocurcumin. So we went above and beyond standard curcumin or turmeric, as other people know it. This has already been metabolized, so the liver immediately projects it into the body. We also have boswellia in there. Boswellia is a strong anti-inflammatory herb. And when you combine that with those other ingredients, you get nexus. It's sitting in omega-3 DHA EPA oil along with sea buckthorn and MCT oil. There really is nothing like that. And it's so delicious. It's flavored with organic lemon terpenes. So it's not an extract. It's the actual terpenes, the expression of the fruit it's in there. Nexus is the best ever. I love the product. And so with all the chronic inflammation in the world and those of you that are athletes that are pushing yourself and need some recovery support, or like I said, if you want to induce mental calm or mental clarity and homeostasis, you can't beat Nexus. So go to C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com, symbiotica.com. And on checkout, use your code, all caps, capital C, capital H, capital E, capital K, 15 to get your 15% discount. And while you're there, look at all the other amazing products, because I'm sure there's several that you'll want to use immediately because they will make your life better. That's why I use them. 
always let us know your feedback. I love sharing the best of the best with you. I've also, I've also seen animal studies where they did, I've got one in my library, I think it came from the British Soil Association, where they did a test to see um, how long uh, cows would last before they died through basically starvation. And so they gave one, I think one or two, I can't remember how many cows were in each group, but one group had just straight water. The other group got water and straw hay straw, not the hay, just the straw. Hmm. And another one, I think they gave water with vitamins in it. And interestingly enough, the cow that ate the straw uh, died the soonest because it had to spend so much energy and resources to digest and metabolize and eliminate straw, which has almost no nutritional value in it. Hmm. Um, The cow drinking the straight water was the second, uh, sorry, the, the cow that drank the water with the vitamins in it died next and the cow drinking nothing but water lasted the longest. That's amazing. Is it? I think it's something people miss. And there's even studies show that if you take these synthetic vitamins, that there might be a potentially increased risk of diseases like cancer and just all cause mortality. And so, yeah, I think it's important to realize there's two pieces of this equation for sure, at least. Yeah. And you know, I, I imagine you're familiar with Royal Lee's work. Yes. Yes. And and he speaks very beautifully about a vitamin complex. And one of my favorite books is The Real Truth About Vitamins and Antioxidants by Judith DeCava, who is a Royal Lee student for a long, long time. And Royal Lee describes how there's no place in nature where vitamins occur in isolation, that they're always part of a complex, which includes fats, protein, carbohydrates, enzymes, minerals, trace minerals, phenolics, terpenes, terpenes, and alkaloids. And he says that anytime you're eating isolate vitamins, your body actually has to scavenge the rest of the complex or whatever's missing Mm -hmm. from your resources in your body. So what happens is you think you're getting better because the vitamin may, you know, say you're taking B6 for night blindness or carpal tunnel, but what you don't realize is that isolated B6 is causing your body to consume all sorts of other resources to activate it, be it zinc, minerals, trace minerals, or whatever you're not getting in your diet. And so you typically see people just go from one problem to the next problem to the next problem. And it's just perfect for the vitamin chain stores like GNC because one problem just creates another. Exactly. And that is exactly why our whole product line is created around food because there is that synergy and mother nature has perfected it and it's there already. And I just think it's arrogant of us to think that we can do better, better than that. And so that's exactly why our foods are just whole food supplements. I think uh, when you look at where all this is coming from, I think we are really suffering from our scientific model and Mm. the concept of isolation and the sort of materialist paradigm or the reductionist paradigm that you keep breaking things down into smaller and smaller components. You know, you, you can't judge a whole by, uh, by the parts. The whole is always greater than the sum of the parts. Hmm. So we've got science that's really oriented towards double blind studies and isolation, isolation, isolation. But it would be sort of like, trying to figure out how a watch works by looking at one gear and not looking at the remaining parts. And then you're so excited because you found this one gear and it makes your watch work. So you sell all these gears, but everybody says, well, 
how do I make the watch work? I've only got one piece. And so uh, one of his analogies to explain a vitamin complex is he says, which part of a watch tells time? Hmm. And the answer is the whole thing. Hmm. He said, well, a vitamin complex is a self-functioning integrated system, just like a watch is. And eating a bunch of sweet pans doesn't help. Right. I love that analogy. I am stealing that analogy. And that's exactly, yeah, yeah, that's profound. Well, one of the things we alluded to earlier is that people, uh, and I mentioned it, is people tend to avoid uh, everything in the animal except the steak or the, the, the muscle meats. But, you know, you're probably aware that one time Weston A. Price got a call from the Detroit Zoo. They had just brought their first batch of lions in, which they were very proud of. And because they were so proud of them, they were feeding them the best steak they could get. And after about a week or two, they, their hair started to fall out and they started to get sick. So they consulted Weston A. Price and asked him to help them figure out why the lions were sick. Are you familiar with that story? Yes. I think you shared it with me the last time we spoke. Oh, yeah. Well, so for the listeners, what he found out was that they were feeding the muscle meats. And he explained to them, carnivorous animals in the wild eat their prey from the inside out. They always eat the organs first inside the animal. And only then do they go to the muscle meats because that's where most of the vital nutrition is. So we've got this whole concept of eating the muscle meats, but most people have a real kind of visceral negative reaction to eating organ meats, mostly because they were just conditioned psychologically that way, but haven't actually been brave enough to taste them and make a judgment based on what their body has to say. So why don't you give us an overview of your grass-fed organ complex and, um, some of the tips that you have with regard to anything you'd like to share about the importance of eating organ meats. I love that. Yes. And we, it came out of exactly that experience because when I was pregnant, I started to feel a little bit more tired and I was just learning that um, organ meats were nature's multivitamins because they are, they're the richest source of vitamin A and vitamin B12 on the planet and they have a wealth of minerals. And, and so I knew, okay, I'm going to have to do this, but I was psychologically conditioned, right? To believe that they were pretty disgusting. And my husband would try and sneak them into certain dishes and um, I would still, I would still notice. But when I ate liver and I would take it and freeze it into balls and throw it into my, to my throat or I felt amazing. Like there was this energy and this just stability and this power in me that I hadn't felt in a really long time. And so I knew, okay, I just need to make this accessible for other people. And so what we did was we sourced, you know, from regenerative farms and America farmers and took heart, liver, and kidney. Now they all have different benefits. Liver is this powerhouse, right? Of B12 and vitamin A. And there's this anti-fatigue factor. They've actually done research around it where they take these rats and they put them into drums of water and see how long they can swim. So one group just got a regular diet, one got a diet plus vitamins, and then one got a diet plus liver. And the ones that had the liver were still swimming, some of them, when they just had to end the experiment. Whereas the other two groups swam for about 14 to 13 minutes. So they swam four times longer. Some of them never stopped swimming and athletes have been using them for centuries. The other cool thing I just want to put on people's radar about liver is that in 1934, three physicians got a Nobel Peace Prize for um, the fact that liver could cure anemia. 
So, and the number one comment I hear from people is that endurance, I have an endurance, I have a stamina that I didn't have before. My cycles have returned. My hair has stopped falling out. Uh, My nails are growing. My skin looks better. It's just something that we are putting back into our diet that belongs there. And kidney also is a great source of selenium, which is really important for the thyroid. And the heart has CoQ10. Some experts believe that heart issues or heart disease is because of this lack of CoQ10 that we're all taking in. And so it's a really powerful way to do that again. And in a way that is food, it's not like taking a B complex or taking synthetic vitamins. It's something that your body recognizes and something our ancestors have been consuming for centuries. We just put them into capsules so that no matter how you feel about eating organs or tasting them, you can still get all their benefits. Well, yes. And and there's something else that you haven't mentioned, but I'd love you to mention the way you process those uh, organs is very special because cooking those things destroys a lot of the nutrition. And as you've mentioned on your website, most people won't eat raw organs. So why don't you share how it is that you've prepared them to keep the nutrient values very, very high? Yeah, right. All we do is they're raw, they're freeze dried. So, and that's it. And then we don't add anything. And so you're getting all of those amazing nutrients in the form, um, in their pure form. They're not adulterated and the protein isn't denatured or heated in any way that would change its function. Um, You're just getting raw organ meats and none of the flavor and none of the weird liver burps. Yeah. And one of the things about organ meats that's important for those of you listening to know is you don't want to eat the organs of commercially farmed animals, especially the liver. Remember, the liver is one of your chief organs of detoxification. So the two things that will be the most toxic in any commercially raised animal are the liver and the fat because the bodies of all animals and humans shuttle toxins that the body cannot break down into the fat to protect the brain, the nervous system, and the glands and the organs. But because the liver is dealing directly with whatever's in your body or in your fat, if you're eating organs from commercially raised animals, you're usually eating very, very toxic organs. And therefore, you might be getting more poison than nutrition, which is one of the reasons I'm so excited about the way you source your animals and get these very, very clean, well-nourished animals for us to enjoy. Mm. Yeah, no, we take it so seriously. Yeah. Um, Another thing that is very interesting, years ago I was doing research, and uh, this is back when I was studying Royal Lee and and many of the pioneers of health, and I found very interesting studies where they took uh, glandulars, and actually uh, Francis Marion Pottinger was one of the pioneers of the use of of glandulars. Are you aware of that? Yes, I have heard about his um, research for sure. Yeah, so he did a lot of his research on the adrenals, but Back in his day, they started uh, using radio markers and tracking things with x-ray analysis, and they found something very profound, and that is that whenever you eat the gland or the organ of an animal, and they tracked it with radio markers through your body, it went right into the exact same gland or organ in your body. So what they showed is that the body actually knows exactly what kind of molecules it's getting, and it's very efficient it won't try to make liver cells out of another resource if you're eating liver cells because the building blocks are already, uh, shall we say, far enough along that it's much easier for the body to repair its organs by eating the same organs from an animal source. 
Yes. Isn't that amazing? They say it's like cures like, and I've talked to other researchers and Dr. Nasha Winters specifically, who says all those, those organs are like just a reservoir for exactly what that organ requires. So I, I just think it's beautiful. And, and that, that plays right into the concept of food as information, not just energy. So here we're seeing there's something that's informing the body. And remember the word information means in formation. Your liver is in a unique formation. Your kidneys are in a unique formation. Your heart is in a unique formation. So without going on on a very deep discussion of how that works to produce information that the body could use, I'm just pointing out the fact that everything that we consume from outside has to interface effectively with our body. And when you look at studies, for example, they've I have a study where they went into, they were looking for farming chemicals and foods, and this was done in New Zealand. And the scientists went right to an elementary school, put their tray on the, on the, in the cafeteria, took food right off, just like the kids. They found 19 pesticides in the food, mm. many of them at, at 10 to 100 times the safe level, if I remember. It was very high. Mm. And um, they... I forgot why I was telling you about that study. I had a brain fart there, but anyhow, <laughs> uh, uh, I forgot. But anyhow, they found that these these nutrients were were uh, the the toxins were very very high in this the kids' lunches. Um, there was a reason I was telling you about that, but forgive the brain fart. <laughs> I probably no big I deal. Probably, <laughs> I, I, I probably should have taken three cider vinegar. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, no, no big deal. I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the point that I'm I'm really trying to share is that the information that's in the um foods we eat is either congruent with the Oh, I know what I was going to tell you. What they found and they stated is that A, when you're looking at the safe levels of pesticides or farming chemicals, the manufacturers are only doing these tests on one chemical at a time, but they mm. showed that there was 19 different chemicals. And here's what they showed that was quite wild. When they cook foods, the chemicals in the foods recombine and produce new chemicals never before seen. Oh, so scary, isn't it? Why is, why is that so important to understand? Because your body's ability to detoxify foods was developed over thousands of years. Foods, as you know, all have defense chemicals. Caffeine is an example of a defense chemical. Plants that produce caffeine do it because it actually elevates cortisol levels very high in the animals, which causes their short-term memory to fail, and they cannot find their way back to the plant to eat it again. Hmm. So the body, things that we just take for granted, we forget that the body had to adapt to these things which is why eating based on your ancestral lineage is so important, which is, you know, if your parents come from a region in the world where the ground freezes, you're probably going to need a fair bit more fat and protein. And if you become a vegetarian, you might feel good for a while, but have some real problems because your genetics come from a region where the ground freezes, which means there's, you know, plants don't grow on ice. So we're, we're designed to eat from the region that we're in. So the, uh, the point I'm driving at with all these chemicals is that um, when they cooked them and found that they recombined, 
they're making new chemicals that the body's never seen before, which means your body cannot break those chemicals down because it does not know what to do with them. And it can take us centuries to learn how to break down the chemicals in any given food in the environment from exposure. And the body's got billions of years of wisdom behind it. You know, we have all the wisdom of the animal kingdom as well as our own evolutionary experiences. So it's so important for people to realize that when you're cooking commercial foods or mixing foods or you're, you're combining chemicals and your body will shuffle, shuffle those off into the fat and hold it there until it can figure out how to break it down. And a lot of people don't have adequate nu nutrition to run their uh, detox pathways. So they end up gaining a lot of weight. And then of course they go and do a, you know, a, a Bill Phillips or one of these kind of, uh, contests where who can lean down and get the most muscular all the while still eating commercial foods, still eating garbage supplements and not realizing when you force the body into starvation through exercise like that, you bring all the fat that you're storing into the metabolic system and you expose yourself to all sorts of chemicals that the body's not ready to uh, break down because you're putting yourself into a starvation situation and some of the research I looked at showed that that will sclerose the liver. It'll actually scar the liver. Oh, I know. I don't think people think about that enough. And just every single thing that you're eating is not what it's on its own. It's, it's in synergy and it's working synergistically to create really either really good responses in your body or really not so good responses in your body. Well, you know, and then sort of the, the, side, the, the side point I'm driving at is that all the products that you've created and that we're talking about are exactly the kind of things that somebody should be eating if they want to lose body fat because whether they're exercising or just dieting, if you're dieting and you're not using rich concentrated sources of nutrition, you will actually make yourself much worse. And research shows that 95 to 98% of dieters end up weighing more than their previous diet within a year. I know. And it's so sad. And I see that a lot with the people I work with is it is a lack of nutrients and, um, in their diet that isn't allowing them to actually release the weight that they are working so hard to get rid of. So go paleo Valley. If you're going to diet, do it, do it right, man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's why we created that this line in the first place. Give us the, the lowdown on your turmeric complex. Oh, I love this one too, because again, I love that you kind of got into the fact that we're looking at these nutrients as pharmaceuticals or as drugs when they're in isolation, because that's essentially what's happened to turmeric, because they did a lot of research around curcumin, which is one of its active components, and it can be very powerful. And if you're using it therapeutically for a specific application, I'm all over it. I think it's great. But what most people don't understand is that curcumin is just one compound in turmeric and that turmeric has hundreds of other compounds, again, that all work synergistically together. There was one I just read about, AR tumorone, that's actually been shown in vitro, like in um, a cell and also in like in a Petri dish and also in the body to help brain cells regenerate. And they've also done research with curcumin-free turmeric. So they took out that really powerful compound and see, do, does this have still benefits all of its own? 
And in fact, it does. It showed some anti-cancer and anti-inflammatory benefits, even without the curcumin. And so again, I just want to kind of harp on that food as medicine. You can get one isolated compound, which is curcumin, or you can get the full spectrum and the food that is the turmeric complex. And so we, of course, we sourced organic turmeric first, and then we added ginger and rosemary and clove because there was a very fascinating study where they took the blood of people who were eating spices and then measured how much DNA damage they were seeing. And when people ate rosemary and ginger and clove, these seem to be some of the most DNA protective spices. And so we wanted to just go one step beyond just having turmeric, which is so, so powerful, of course, for joint health and brain health and anti-inflammatory actions and its antioxidant potential, but also add those other spices that I don't think people are consuming enough today and just create one really powerful complex. And of course, we made sure Turmeric is notoriously not bioavailable, and so we did heat treat it a little bit. We added some fat in coconut powder and a little bit of black pepper so that it is a very, very bioavailable form of turmeric in addition to the rosemary, ginger, and the cloves. Awesome. You know, one of the things that I wanted to share earlier when we were talking about food as information and the radiomarker studies on the glandulars and how they go right to that part of your body, in 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 all my research on diet, which is very, very extensive, I came across uh, a diet philosophy that goes back to the Egyptians. And maybe you've heard of this, but they believe that if you had a food that looked like an organ or a part of the body, that it almost always would feed that part of the body. Are you familiar with that? Uh, yes, I've definitely heard that, like a walnut in the brain. Yes, in the brain, yeah. yeah. And so... You know, I've talked to people about that before and nutritionists and they say, oh, that's just bullshit, you know? <laughs> and so the interesting thing is, is a few years back, I was reading a research paper from a nutrition journal and lo and behold, somebody had done uh, either dye using dyes or radio markers and tracked foods. And they said right in there, the Egyptians had it right. And they talked about, um, uh, they talked about uh, walnuts. They talked about chestnuts. They talked about a, a variety of foods, but showed that when they tracked the nutrients, that it went right to the organ that looked like the food. Fascinating. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. You gotta, you gotta love mother nature. She's <laughs> badass. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, that's the whole idea for us. Part of it, you know, we've got all this scientific hubris. We are, we've gotten so in love with our intellects that we, we really believe our own kind of isolationist science more than we believe the reality of nature or pay attention to nature. But, you know, I've made a living for most of my career dealing with people that aren't getting helped in the medical system and are often getting worse. And I tell people all the time when they, you know, my, my assistants over the years have been taught when somebody wants to book an appointment with me, the first thing you say is, have you read Paul Check's book, how to eat, move and be healthy yet? If the answer is no, <laughs> tell them, Paul is going to charge you a lot of money per hour to sit you down in his library and read that book to you because he put into the book everything that you need to do first. So he wants me to tell you, you should practice what's in the book first for six months before you come see him because most people won't need his help after that. And I would say 70% of the people that actually go read the book and apply it for six months don't need my help anymore. Isn't that amazing? It's all those foundational principles, using food as medicine, taking care of your body. And yes, that's one of my favorite books of all time. Well, thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You're one of my favorite 
healthy food producers of all time. <laughs> Thank you. That makes me uh, very excited. <laughs> tell us about your Paleo Valley uh, bone broth protein powder, because that's another badass source of nutrition and has tons of benefits to it. Yes, it does. So the reason we created this, like I think most people are are familiar with collagen by now. If you're not, it's basically like a fountain of youth. It helps as we age, we don't produce as much and it's great for our joints. It's great for muscle mass. It's great for our hair, our skin, our nails. There's some evidence that it can reduce cellulite. There's also a really cool amino acid in collagen called glycine that's really been great for my sleep and it's just kind of like this inhibitory amino acid. It helps us just kind of calm down. Now, I knew I wanted collagen in my life, but when we called the manufacturers to see who was actually doing grass-fed and finished collagen, we could not find anyone because most of them are coming from the same sources. There's not a lot of places that you're getting collagen. Most of them are grass-fed, but they're not grass-finished. And so we knew, okay, that's just a deal breaker for us. And so we wanted to find a really high quality source of collagen. And again, with our food as medicine kind of philosophy. We made it a bone broth protein powder. Most collagen is sourced from animal hides and um, it's processed in a way. It's it's just more processed than the bones. All we do is take the bones and then we simmer them in filtered water. And it's just, it's basically a bone broth powder that you can just add to your soups, your smoothies. I sneak it into my little guy's foods all the time, um, even like little desserts because it's basically tasteless. And we use a process called agglomeration. So usually it would be have to be heavily processed in order to be... Uh, to disperse and to not be chunky and kind of get really hard, but we actually were able to accomplish it just with water. And so, yeah, it's just a really high quality source of bone broth protein and collagen for anyone who doesn't want to simmer their own bones. Um, but yeah, again, it harkens back to that eating the whole food or eating the whole animal. And um, we also know that collagen, interestingly enough, kind of helps to balance methionine. We were talking about muscle meats and we have a lot of methionine that we're taking in because of this. And it's shown that when you add collagen to that, it can kind of balance the amino acid profile and um, it's just better for you and can potentially reduce the risk of, of heart issues. Yes. And you know, uh, because I used to own a physical therapy clinic and worked in orthopedic rehab for many, many years, um, as you can imagine, I was dealing with all sorts of uh, you know, degenerative shoulders, degenerative knees and hips. And a lot of athletes, I mean, I've worked with athletes who at 35 years of age, their MRI showed they had about the wear and tear on a joint of a 75 or 80 year old. And I found research showing that because there's glucosine, glucosamine sulfate in our cartilage, that when the liver does not have the nutrients it needs and glucosamine sulfates used by the liver for detoxification, that the body will begin to catabolize its own joints in order to support the liver to protect the brain, organs, and nervous system. Wow. So if we, if we eat high-quality collagen, um, we're getting a source of the glucosamine and nutrients that we need to support our liver as well and our joints. Right. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. It has so many different benefits. It's incredible. So one of the things that's really sort of an underpinning concept uh, for all of your foods is the wild pastures concept. You want to dial us in and maybe let everybody know what is that concept really about and why is that so important? 
Okay. Yeah, this happened with the birth of our Maverick. So when he was born, we had these existing relationships with these ranchers and farmers who were doing things a little differently in a, a regenerative sense. Um, and we became very aware, as like I said, they estimate we only have about 57 years of topsoil left. And again, that would mean my, my little boy might see a day where we're no, no longer able to feed ourselves. And so we wanted to find a way to kind of make this a bigger mission. It's estimated by Dr. David Johnson that if we convert only 10 to 20% of agricultural land to this best practice, regenerative practices, that we can sequester enough carbon in order to like reverse this trend of climate change. And we thought that was an incredibly important mission. And I've, of course, been telling all my clients and people that you need to be choosing grass-fed and grass-finished and even regenerative meats. But the problem was most people, A, didn't know where to find it. And when they did, it was way, way too expensive. And so our goal at Wild Pastures is to kind of help us phase out the concentrated animal feeding operations that can be so destructive to the animals and the consumers, obviously, and of course the environment. And instead, give people a wholesale price alternative that, they, that gets delivered straight to their door. And so Basically, what we were trying to do is just make it really, really for easy for the consumer to connect with these regenerative farmers and ranchers who are measuring the ecological outcomes that could potentially reverse um, this dangerous climate trend that we're seeing and also have a really uh, easy way to nourish their families. Because again, it's, it's a different beast when we're having the antibiotics and hormones and um, the reduced nutrient profile. And so we just wanted to make sure that everyone had what they needed to nourish their families, and nourish the planet in a way that didn't break the bank. Yeah, that's really, really important. So is Wild Pastures a collection of uh, farms or ranches that you're working with, or is it something that you run yourself? Yes, it's a collection. So what we do is essentially, we already had these pre-existing relationships because of our beef sticks and our turkey sticks. And so what we do is we work with little co-ops basically that are managed in different parts of, of the country. And right now we are launched in Denver and two days shipping out. And we just opened our second warehouse in Phoenix. Now our ultimate goal is to be nationwide very soon. And just to create these strategic relationships so that people can still be eating within their bioregion, but of course, supporting those farmers and ranchers who are taking the economic um, outcomes into consideration when they're raising these animals. Well, that's cool because I'm going to introduce you to a lady named Anya from Belcampo Meats in, uh, up in the Northern California area. And she's got 40, I think it is, uh, what is it? Huge, hundred. 40,000 or more, maybe even a hundred thousand acres. I can't remember, but all, all the animals are raised exactly according to the principles that you're talking about. And she could be an awesome source for you. And I'm going to have an interview coming up with her uh, in the next uh, six or eight weeks or so. I love that. And thank you for doing that because it has been hard. It's a challenge to not only contact and find people, but then to make sure they're connected and for them to be able to handle the volume we're working with. And so, yeah, we, we really appreciate learning more about anyone who is um, putting these methods into practice. Well, if love is anything, it is connection. <laughs> it's definitely, definitely true. Well, it's been awesome to have the time to really share with you and the audience and for them to learn what's not only how your products are made, but what is your rationale? And as, as a woman who healed herself and 
as a mother and somebody who's very passionate and very up on the research. So I, I really totally enjoyed this and it gave me a chance to f- share a few tidbits that might be helpful as well. So thanks for triggering that in me. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, I, I will have a, a commercial in the podcast telling everybody how to get to you and, and, uh, it's a 15% discount the listeners get, right? Yeah. I think it's, it's yeah. 10 or 15%. I can't remember, but it's worth it. Yeah. And, uh, I love it and my kids love it and my family loves it. And <laughs> I think you now have reason to love it too. And I'm sure you probably have noticed that Autumn is a very turned on woman. So we got to <laughs> really enjoy a living example of Paleo Valley. So thank you, Autumn, for sharing so much love and wisdom with us. And really thank you from the bottom of my heart for what you're doing for the world, because it's uh, critical on many levels right now. Well, thank you for saying that. Yes, this is very, very exciting to me, and I'm very passionate about that. And I'm glad that it translates. And I just appreciate the opportunity. I think aligning with you is uh, one of the best things our company's ever done. And we just respect you and are just grateful for the opportunity um, to access your audience and to help spread the good word. And the good food. And the good food. That's exactly right. <laughs> yes. we, we, you know, we, I, think we're, I think it's obvious to all of us, we've got some real challenges on the planet right now. And you can't do effective thinking if your body's out of balance mm-hmm. and you're nutritionally deficient and you're hungry and you're tired and you're confused. And so I think uh, food is not only man's best medicine, but food is very, very important for stabilizing us so that we can do the real work we need to do to bring harmony back between human beings and each other and human beings and the planet, or we're going to have problems that we just cannot solve. So you know, in many ways, uh, life begins at the table, doesn't it? Oh, so many ways. And just, just like I said at the very beginning, I'm just very grateful that I discovered this connection and maybe be a small part of facilitating that connection for other people so that they can go out and feel good enough to do all the things they're supposed to be doing. Well, one of the things I'll close with, I think is very important right now for everybody to realize, and I've said it before, but I can't say it enough. Our political system worldwide is broken. I don't think you need to be a genius to realize at this point, it doesn't matter who you're voting for. It's just the choice between one devil and another. But when, when we're in the situation we're in, the only vote you really have is what you spend your money on. And so when you're spending your money on companies like Paleo Valley, who are supporting real farmers and soil regeneration and sustainable, more than sustainable, thriving practices that actually enhance the planet and support the ecosystem and don't poison nature and really bring us back into touch with our roots, then we're really doing world healing. So whenever you're buying anything from Paleo Valley, you are supporting the farmers and the people that have the same mission, vision, values that uh, Autumn and I have shared as our own life mission and you are voting. The only way we can get rid of these massive corporations that are manipulating the public and starving us out and destroying the planet and covering it with chemicals is to not buy their products. Hmm. And you know, every, every corporation's got an appetite for money. And if we just starve them out, then we will have our own political process and we will act as a democracy through the flow of the money that either feeds them or starves them. And I think we have to be wise enough to realize 
the political approach isn't working because corporations own the government. We don't have a, a, a White House. We have a, a corporate headquarters. But when we spend our money on the companies and the products that uh, are not damaging the earth or us, we are voting. Mm. So powerful. Yes, we're voting every time. And I think people forget the power that they have, but we are essentially in the driver's seat because these markets respond to what we are purchasing. And so I hope this inspires you to go out and exercise that power because you do have it. Well, you know what I'm going to do if I slaughter any animals that we raise here, I'm going to give them a little bit of magic mushrooms so that they leave (laughs) on a happy note. Well, that's not something we've explored yet, but maybe this is uh, this is something else we can look into. <laughs> I love it. I love that idea. I've been I've been sure I was dying happy on on some of those medicine journeys. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. I hope you've really enjoyed it, and I hope you're excited to participate with me in Paleo Valley and. And thank you for every purchase you make from Paleo Valley and our sponsors, because it allows me to do the work necessary to create the podcast, find the guests, do the research, and provide you all the information and expertise that I bring to you. So lots of love and thanks for joining us today. Thank you for listening to Living 4D with Paul Check and today's guest and sponsor of the podcast, Autumn Smith. You can visit the Paleo Valley website at paleovalley.com and get 15% off your order using the promo code CHECK15. That's C-H-E-K-1-5. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Paleo Valley. You can follow Paul on Instagram and Twitter at Living4D Podcast or on his YouTube podcast channel, youtube.com forward slash Living4D with Paul Check. You can watch more on Paul's blog at paulchecksblog.com and the Czech Institute's new streaming media site at chikiva.com.